On this edition of the Table of Content, we look back at one of We Are One Body Audio Theater's recordings of Aesop's The Lion and the Mouse. We'll talk about what's going on inside the story and open it up a little bit more. Stay tuned. That's coming up next right here on the Table of Content. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Table of Content. I am Albert Sines. And I'm Michael Steele. And we together will be looking at stories that We Are One Body Audio Theater has recorded and trying to look a little bit deeper into those stories. So, uh, Michael, glad to be with you today. Yes, it's great to be with you, Albert, as well. So, today we're going to look into a very short story, but I would say myself, uh, a fairly a fairly impactful story. If you really look at it from a certain angle, we're going to be looking at Aesop's The Lion and the Mouse. Uh, is this a story that you're familiar with from, you know, when you were a kid? Oh, absolutely. You know, The Lion and the Mouse, well, in general, Aesop's tales, Aesop's fables, you know, are timeless uh, classics. And I was just asking myself that question as I was, uh, you know, refamiliarizing myself with the story. Like, what makes an Aesop fable timeless? You know, what what is it about them? So, and did you find the answer? Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, there's there's layers upon layers there. But I, I guess one of them is that. They're a reflection of an experience, a human experience, and there's a point to them. There's a, there's a lesson to be learned that Aesop somehow took from reality and wove it into a story. And that's I, probably the real brilliance of Aesop is that uh, these experiences or these points, these lessons are taken from reality and then put into a, you know, fictional setting for us to uh, enjoy, but then also come away thinking, ah, yeah, that, yeah, makes sense. Okay. So uh, let me ask this question because you said something that was sticking out in my head and I, I want to get to the story, but let me ask this question because you were talking about how Aesop took a human experience, turned it into a sort of fictional story, and we take something away from that. Is it the case that in life, with any human experience, that we should try to learn from that experience, regardless of what it is? Like, oh, guess what? My experience today, I went to, uh, I hiked a mountain. You know, uh, my human experience today, I, I went to work. My human experience, I did this, I did that. Should we be trying to take something away from every human experience? Wow, that's a, a great question. And that just that, <laughs> it wasn't know. I mean, it's good. I'm glad you think it's a great question. I, I just want to know wh- whether you think that we should or whether we, we shouldn't. I mean, because that sort of, you know, dictates whether you're like, well, you know, Aesop, great, you know, I but I don't take things away from my experiences, you know, whatever, Aesop. So I'm just wondering what what you think. Right. Well, you you've you've brought to light sort of that the subjective world of our interiority. You know, we we could go through life if you wanted to sort of, you know, having our experiences, but then not really 
allowing them to impact us at a deeper level. It's just sort of having them roll off us like water off of a duck's back. But I would say, yeah, in as much as we have the ability to reflect on our experiences and glean lessons from them, I would say um, we can do that. Not, not that we do that consciously at every moment. It's not like I look at, you know, my grocery list and think like, Oh, what you know, <laughs> what life lesson can I hear? You know, can I learn from this? But I need more bread and milk. I, this is right, deep. Right. Exactly. You know, what is hunger? <laughs> right. But, um, but I, in as much as we have the ability to, well, first of all, experience reality, but then also take a half step back and think about what we can, what our takeaway is from that ex, that experience. I would say that uh, there's a value to that, and I, I guess that's probably the road to wisdom as well as the, you know, Socrates said that the the road to wisdom begins with wonder. You know, so when we wonder about things, that's when we start, you know, not taking life for granted. Okay, well, you went all the way into the great philosopher there. I wasn't sure if we were actually going to go there, but okay. So it's from, from Aesop to Socrates, yeah, one right. easy step. <laughs> so, so let's bring it back before we get too far off here and start talking about you know Plato and the Republic and you know what happens inside <laughs> of a cave. Uh, you know, so uh, in this experience, if this Aesop's tale, the lion and the mouse, we have a small little mouse happens to disturb a lion. The lion, you know, is going to eat the mouse. The mouse begs for, you know, begs for mercy and says, you know, let me go. I can help you someday. The lion's kind of amused and says, yeah, okay, well, that was amusing. Just because it was so amusing, go ahead, um, go, uh, go on your way. The lion gets himself in a predicament. The mouse comes and saves the lion and, you know, the, you know, this moral, this lesson of like, you know, well, the mouse returned the favor, you know, so no, no good deed goes, you know, goes wasted. Uh, but also I think, you know, I, I, I can't help but think, you know, that the littlest person can do the greatest thing given the opportunity. So I was kind of taking a couple of things away from here, but mm. let's, let's stick with the general story here. Right. So we've got the lion, the mouse, the mouse is allowed its freedom. The mouse comes back and saves the lion. Where is the, where, what's the overarching experience lesson that we should take away from, from this particular Aesop story? Right. That's a great question. You know, and I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about the same thing that in this story, and maybe you can agree with this, but we've all been in the role of the mouse and we've also have been in the role of the lion. And the idea is in terms of the mouse, we've all been in a tight circumstance where we've received the kindness and benevolence and mercy of someone else who had nothing to gain by it, you know, but they just decided to be kind. Um, I'm thinking myself about a year or two ago in traffic court. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, I received kindness. I was let go. Um, you know, <clears throat> but then in terms of the lion, the lion, uh, 
had nothing to gain by showing kindness to the mouse, apparently at that particular moment from the lion's point of view. You know, and yet he he let the, the mouse go. So uh, again, and the you know, the like you were saying, the moral of the story is a kindness is never wasted or, you know, what goes around comes around or, you know, uh, a, you know, a kind deed never goes without its reward. And I think it's just a reflection on the consequences of doing a good action uh, when we apparently have nothing to gain from it and as well nothing to lose, but then it comes back and we're somehow rewarded by that act of kindness. I want to unpack kind of a few things that you were talking about there, but I want to go back to the, you, you focused in on the, the lion. He was merciful, had nothing to gain at that moment, but went ahead and let the mouse go. And of course, later is repaid. Mm. I feel that in our lives, because you, because you said, you know, you said it sometimes we're the mouse Sometimes we're the lion. And I think sometimes in those moments as a lion, it is really hard for us to do something when we cannot immediately see the sort of, you know, well, what, what do I get out of this? What, what yeah. am I going to get back? What is my reward? How do I get paid? Right now you show me nothing and you expect me to do something for you, for someone else, and, and I can't see it. And I'm wondering, in this sort of world that we live in, how often people respond sort of negatively to that, right? So mm. the lion out of sheer sort of amusement that the mouse would be so bold as to say that it could help the lion at some point says, okay, go ahead. But you know, in our own lives, I'm not sure if it's kind of out of amusement. I think it's either, you know, hey, I'm either going to get something out of this or forget it. So mm. how, how many times do we sort of have the negative response when we have this opportunity as the lion to do something good, to be merciful, to help someone out, but we're saying, well, I'm not going to get anything out of this. So no. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, fortunately, more often than not, especially in our sort of transactional workaday world, uh, yeah. It, there's and it, it, that dynamic is very much felt in in relationships you know and i feel that that's really what kindness in its essence or maybe one of the facets of kindness is is the fact that there's a good deed done without any uh gain to be made apparent gain to be made mm -hmm. you know? and uh yeah if we, i feel like if we could as a society as a culture harness that the world would be a better place but unfortunately more often than not it's just i feel like we all become sort of bean counters well i did this for you so you need to do this that and that, you know for me and and then that's a real impoverishment of human interaction so you're saying there's there's more to gain in the human relationship at the human level when we don't just sort of uh lower it to the level of I give, you give back. Absolutely. Yeah. If you think about any, you know, dynamic of relationship, it's really the person who loves the least who 
determines the the parameters of the relationship who li- who you know limits the relationship you know so you know even i'm thinking of mother teresa as well she said you know give without or you know, give until it hurts right and that's when you know you're truly loving but um you know. but but okay let, let me play the other side but but why 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 should i give until it hurts like i'm not i don't want to hurt i don't want to have pain i don't want to suffer why what what do I get from giving so much that I feel more like I'm losing than gaining? Right. Yeah, that's the paradox of that um, dying to self in order to live. You know, there's an objective dynamic at play there where there's a letting go of self in order to embrace a larger reality. And in as much as we can embrace that dynamic, we begin to live an objectively larger existence or objectively fuller existence, you know? Um, yeah. But like, what, what is the motivation? Yeah. And that, I think that harkens back to sort of the mystery of what love is all about. I'm th- thinking about, uh, you know, the, the, the relationship that parents have with their children. Children take a lot from parents, but they Yes, give. they do. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, we're two months into our, our uh, welcoming our third uh, child into the family, but there's so much joy in return, you know, and uh, little baby boy is, you know, he has a lot of needs and is constantly pulling us out of ourselves at the moment, and it's all give, give, give on our part, but mm-hmm. just, just by his presence though, he's filling our, our lives with his presence, with his joy. Now, I'm not sure if that's where, uh, Aesop really meant to take this, but you know, like, like, I guess the point is a kindness done will always make the world, uh, a fuller place, a better place. Of course, of course. I mean, I, I've I've mentioned this to people before, uh, probably talking, you know, wanting the world to be a better place, as you say. But yeah. I imagine a world where everyone does one kind act a day. How different would the world be? Whether they get something back, whether they don't, whether maybe their their life is askew whether maybe they're not the most moral person, whatever they are, if they did a legitimately kind act once a day, seven billion kind acts once a day, what would the world look like? You know, if we, if we could all just have just enough mercy, just enough of that kindness, enough of something in our heart, says, I'm going to do one kind act today, small, big, somewhere in the middle. What would the world look like? And I am almost certain, almost 100% certain that the world would just be better. Right. Right. And you know, I was just thinking about that, that. That's the difference between sort of like a an ancient sort of pagan worldview, if you will, and sort of the Christian worldview. The ancient pagan worldview, Aesop, says, do kindness because it's going to come back around and you're going to be rewarded, right? Uh, the world would be a better place. But I think 
the Christian worldview is do kindness because that's that person is worthy of kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not they're acting like they're worthy of kindness. You know, there's that saying we love others not because they are necessarily acting like they deserve it, but because you know it's the right thing to do. Right, yeah. right, right. And going back to your example of uh, Mother Teresa. I believe that she also spent many years where she kind of felt like a spiritual dryness. She felt kind of a separation almost uh, Mm. from, from God who, I mean, that's, that's what drove her to be mother Teresa. It wasn't sort of, you know, completely of her own, you know, doing it was because she wanted to serve God. She decides to serve the poorest of the poor, the sickest of the sick, you know, the, Mm. the, the people on the streets of Calcutta, but she continues to serve till the end of her days. But in the midst of there, she has this sort of, you know, dry spell, if you will. Yeah. But she doesn't lose focus of doing what she knows is supposed to be done because it's the right thing to do. And yeah. I think for a lot of people, it would be hard, especially in the Christian world, you know, to be like, okay, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to follow the commandments. I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to do everything that Jesus says to do. And then you're like, gosh, I don't feel Jesus in my life. I don't feel God in my life. What am I doing this for? And to overcome that and then say, I am going to do this because I know it is right and I know in my heart that I'm doing something good. So whether I'm feeling the presence of Christ, whether I'm feeling something warm and tingly in my heart, I'm going mm-hmm. to do this because it's the right thing to do. Right. Right. I was just thinking a few years ago, uh, I just had this inspiration as I was going through the drive through at, uh, at one of these fast food places. And had this, I just said, I'll pay for the, the person behind me. And they're like, well, you know, are you sure they, they're ordering? All? And it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just pay for it. You know, and like you were saying, I felt, look at me. I'm, I'm all, I, it felt good to do it. It was an act of kindness. It felt good to do it. But then I sort of, you know, made myself a saint out of it, you know, in my right, own mind. Right. But, but there's a difference between sort of a spontaneous little, here's a, you know, pass it forward type of thing. And someone who is doing it day in, day out, 24-7, like Mother Teresa, who's just giving herself, you know, consistently, whether there's an emotional uh, reward or not. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. she's just doing it because she really saw Jesus Christ in other people, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like that, you know, and ultimately that kindness does come back, but not, you know, the Christian worldview is, it's not experienced in this world. Sure, sure. Well, uh, before we run out of time, I want to make sure that we take a little bit of just a, you know, at least a few minutes to actually talk about the mouse's view. We we got on the lion's side and kind of opened Mm. that up. Let's, let's take just a few minutes here to talk about the mouse. So we have the mouse, tiny, seems like the mouse can't do a lot. Uh, The mouse encounters the lion, of course, and then says, please, please, you know, let me go. And the mouse comes back and he helps the lion. And, you know, I was thinking, all right, where in our lives do we have that sort of opportunity? Because I, I think, I think mm. sometimes as society in the world, we, we're the lion more than the mouse a lot of times. You know, we want to, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm the lion, you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't mess with me. I'm the lion, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have power, or at least we want to be the lion. 
Mm-hmm. So where, you know, where, where in our lives are we more mouse-like and we have those moments where we're like, please, you know, just let me go, yeah. you know? And, and <laughs> I, and I was trying to think, I was like, I couldn't think of something off the top of my head. Can you think of something where we we're like a mouse? Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's that idea of being at the mercy of someone else's decision being the recipient of their kindness, not necessarily because you deserve it, but just because they were in a either a good mood or whatever. And then being filled so much with gratitude that you actually want to do a kindness in return. So the, that, so the whole pay it forward concept, kind of. Right, right. Well, a little bit. I think the pay it forward concept would be more the lion's uh, point of view because he's paying it forward he didn't he doesn't know it yet but he's paying it forward and it okay. comes back to help him because he he spares the life of the mouse sure but um oh i get it yeah being the recipient of that act of kindness and saying you know have someone saying you know pay it forward you know i'm the image comes to mind of you know saving private ryan that scene you know where at the very end where uh the actor uh the the person that Tom Hanks is playing is dying and they actually save, you know, private Ryan and, and he whispers into his ear, earn it, you know, earn it. And that drastically changes, you know, the uh, private Ryan's life. And, you know, there's that very moving scene at the end where he's asking his family, you know, am I a good man? You know, in, yeah, in, so, yeah. in so many ways of saying like, have I, have I been worthy of this, of his ultimate sacrifice? Um, you know, so it's, it's that dynamic, but it's hard. You know, I was even thinking going back to being in traffic court, I received mercy. I was let go, but there's really no way I can repay directly, you know, the judge who let me go, <laughs> you know, sure. for whatever, uh, you know, other than, you know, continuing to do my civil duty as a, as a as a good citizen and keeping my car updated with registration and stuff but 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 you know what that that's the case a lot of times isn't it like someone pays us a kindness and there is no way for us to pay it back directly mm. and all we can do is be grateful and express extreme gratitude for whatever it was the kindness that was paid to us you know I, and let me be clear before i make this next statement I'm not advocating for myself. I'm not putting myself up on some sort of pedestal. I'm not blowing my own horn. I'm just trying to make an example here. I have stopped and I have given food at times to homeless people that I have encountered. Mm. And I know there's no way that they can pay me back. I don't give them a bill when I give them the food and say, you know, I'll send you an invoice, Mm. you know. And, you know, obviously I'm not being a lion in the sort of violent sense of the word, but I guess I am sort of the lion in that position from sort of a power standpoint. And they're very much the mouse, you know, mm. they're, they're at the will of the people that surround them, that walk by them. We're all kind of the lions, right? Whether we drive by them on a street corner or walk by them on a sidewalk and there's no way, there's, there's no way that they could repay us back directly. So right. I think a lot of times 
that's sort of the position we find ourselves in when someone pays us in a direct in a in a way that's so big and like i i can't i can't pay that back and a lot of times that person you know that lion if you will doesn't expect payment back mm. it was mm-hmm. just a sheer act of kindness and they're not looking for payment they may not even be looking for a thank you they just did it because it was the right thing to do yeah and and you know in the lion in the story the lion probably really had no no thought that the mouse was going to actually come back like i said he was amused it's like okay yeah, yeah. all right go ahead little mouse we'll see what you can do it wasn't like yes of course what was i thinking i was out of my lion head yeah. you know <laughs> trying to kill a mouse when i know you could do good for me but he just let him go and said yeah okay I, that 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 was cute go on your way and yep. you know be and be a better mouse but the mouse <laughs> does come back so you know i, I think we we can go about it in a lot of different ways. We can mm-hmm. say, I don't expect anything back. I know you can't pay me back, but I'm going to do this because it's just the right thing to do. Mm. Right. And, and as we were talking about that, I thought that sometimes the greater act of charity is receiving the charity of others with yeah. kindness and yeah. graciously you know, and not... Uh, you know, not making them feel bad or, or whatever, you know, for doing that, but just a simple and, and honest and upfront thank you. Yep, yep. And that and that does a world of good. I, someone wanted to buy me my first set of glasses because they were so concerned about me, and they did. And I was wow. so adamant that they shouldn't have done it. Like, I must have, like, just sort of kept saying for half the day, like a million times saying, you really shouldn't have done it. You really shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And they actually were, you know, I think that they, I, I didn't realize what I was doing. And by the end of it, they were, I think that they, I, I really hurt them. And yeah. I realized slowly after that moment that sometimes people just want to do things for you because they care about you. And if I had just said, thank you, you know, if I hadn't, you know, lavished them in words of gratitude, that would have been fine. If I had just said, thank you, you know, because this person was concerned about my eyesight and bought me my first set of glasses and I just fought against it. And I was yeah. like, man, I, I sort of ruined their opportunity for this kind act. So you nailed it exactly when you said that, that a lot of times we just don't, we don't know how to be grateful, but we should just be simply grateful and say, thank you, accept it and know that this person is trying to do something kind. Right. We're giving them the opportunity to show an act of kindness. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got to wrap up here, uh, but you know it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we 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 look at the we look at the Lion and the Mouse by Aesop, and there really is a lot going on here. And we're going to have probably some more Aesop's uh, fables and stories to kind of open up along the way. Uh, but you know, let's all hopefully take away from you know this this conversation that you know we're all kind of lions at times and we're all kind of mice, uh, probably maybe even more. Um, but on either side that there's an opportunity to learn and to have, you know, an experience to, to have an opportunity in the midst of that experience to do something good, uh, some act of charity, some act of kindness and that ultimately, you know, that decision does lie with us and, you know, however we decide to go about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Aesop's fables, they're, 
deceptively simple and but there's a depth there there's uh, that that touches our, our our human experience so great i'm looking forward to talking about more fables in the future ladies and gentlemen uh You've been joining myself and Michael along this journey as we've looked at Aesop the Lion and the Mouse. If you want to hear our recording of it, go to our website, We Are One Body Audio Theater, and look under Door to Door Storytellers and scroll down the playlist, and you can take a listen to it, or I'm sure you could find this online to read yourself. But we're so glad that you joined us for this episode. We hope you will tune in again to the table of content. Until then, be good, stay safe, peace. Peace.